Welcome to another episode of the Heartship Journey Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Andrea Mauser, a mindset and personal growth coach and creator of Choose Your Journey. We all endure hardship in some form in our life, and it's those very things that we go through, we grow through. My guest today is Jenny Arnold. Jenny first started experiencing severe migraines in college. Her mom and grandma suffered from headaches, and so Jenny just thought this was something she had to deal with. But then she started to take notice how her body responded to certain scents, cleaning products, and foods. As a result, she decided she did not have to just deal with the headaches and not taking more medication, but rather choose to be an advocate for her health, which mattered all the more as she determined her children and her husband had food allergies as well. Jenny's motto is live for today and having the mindset that she can choose to feel good and find a new normal way of life that works for her and her family. I took so many good points away from Jenny's story and I hope you do too. And I do want to mention that the products and services that are mentioned in this podcast are no way affiliated with any type of sponsorship or perspective other than what Jenny shared for herself. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out my website, www.chooseyourjourney.co to hear other episodes of inspiration. Welcome to another episode. I'm so happy to be sitting with my friend, Jenny Arnold. Jenny, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. So we are going to talk about, or you're going to share about your health journey and kind of what transpired really dating back to, sounds like the time when you were back into college days. Yep. Um, really impacted things and kind of spiraled through later years, your family and kind of where you are here today. Yep. Yeah. So would you just share a little bit about who you are and your family? So um, I am, I'm a Pilates instructor by trade and an athletic trainer. Um, So, and then I have a husband of 14 years, just last week we celebrated, and then a daughter who's 12 and a son who is 10. Um, Yeah, and I guess it all kind of started back in college, like 25 years ago. Um, I just had really bad headaches and I was missing school and I wasn't going into the athletic training room. And so the athletic trainer finally took me into the doctor and we went to the ER and um, they had turned the halogen lights on because that was a trigger for me and um, had me go into a room. And so I shut them all off because I didn't feel good. And then the doctor came in and they turned them back on because they wanted to check me out. And then I threw up and mm-hmm. I told them I was really sick and my head really hurt and the lights hurt. And so then they realized something was going on. And uh, so this wasn't just your average <clears throat> headache, right? That Tylenol or ibuprofen was correct. going to be able to correct, right? Because it was probably day three or four that I had missed out on school and I was like holed up in my room. And I mean, nothing was working. I was like, any kind of noise would affect it. I, I was running down the hall to throw up, I wasn't eating. I was, yeah, it was quite a mess. And, um, so then I ended up going in for an MRI. I don't know. I mean, this was 25 years ago, shortly after that. And they just diagnosed me with migraines and I said, that's it. That's all I have. Like, I don't have a major tumor in my head. This is migraines. This is what it's going to be. But my mom had migraines. My grandma had migraines. My aunts had migraines. And so I said, okay, this is just what I have to deal with. And this is going to be a cyclic thing. And it's, We'll just figure it out. So they gave me medicine 
And it seemed to help, but um, not always. And then, of course, in college, you just didn't sleep the same and uh, all noises all day, every day, right? And then just the stress of studying and... Um, yeah, so they said kind of a little bit of everything will affect a migraine. So it could be the four seasons when they change. It could be um, any kind of stressor. It could be different foods or drinks like aged wine and um, chocolates. But I never figured out, I couldn't pinpoint because some days I would have chocolate and I would be fine. And then other days I would have it and I would be not fine. And then some days I would sleep for like 18 hours and then I'd be okay. And then other days I'd get like six hours of sleep or four hours of sleep and be okay. Um, But then it must have just been the culmination of everything that my body was just like, yes, you are in overdrive and we're going to send you into a migraine. So... So that was the start of it in college. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I just never thought any different because I would go to a doctor and they would say, oh, try this medicine. Oh, okay. Maybe that's not working. Try this. Then it was do this medicine just when the migraine comes. And then, I don't know, maybe a year or two later, I said, you know, I'm still getting them really bad and they're coming more frequently because it was more than once a month. And so then, okay, why don't you try this daily medicine? I was like, okay, I'll do the daily medicine. Like, that seems good. Like, let's keep them low keel. So if I did get a migraine, it wasn't to the crazy effect of I was down and out for days and I couldn't do anything and I was throwing up. Is that your only episode of being down and out for days before you got initially diagnosed or did those scenarios come up again? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. They would come up again. Um, you know, the last time it happened, it probably was only, I was down and out for maybe, maybe like six hours or so, but yeah, I just would take my migraine medicine and then go to sleep and, but I would miss out on things. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So then, then I had, so when I went on that daily medicine, apparently this daily medicine was, um, originally made for people that had depression, which I did not know about, but one of the also effects of the medicine would help migraines. So when I had gone back home to talk to my gynecologist and um, do a yearly checkup, she was the one that mentioned, well, are you depressed? What's up with this medicine? And I was like, oh no, I, this is what I take for migraines. And she goes, oh, maybe we need to get you off of this. So then I thought, well, yeah, maybe it's not a good idea to be on a daily medicine for migraines. And so went off of it and then just kind of de- took the uh, migraine medicine when I had it. Um, and then that seemed to be okay, but it was pretty cyclic. Um, but apparently coming to find out that if your liver is very toxic and then you throw your menstrual cycle on top of it, that's why it creates a migraine at that point. Or if my liver was very toxic at one point and, um, and then I would eat a bunch of, I would have a bunch of dairy or maybe some wine or something, I could develop a migraine because of that. But if I do very good, um, coming to find out, I ended up having a bunch of food allergies. And if I stay away from that, then I don't get my migraines anymore. Mm. So, yes. Wow. 
But in between college and now, um, I had a friend that invited me over for a cleaning party, Norwex, and just kind of opened my eyes to, I had just had my daughter and she was crawling around on the floor and I thought, oh, that is kind of gross. If she's crawling around on the floor that I just had a bunch of chemicals um, to clean it and I would always get migraines when I would clean my floors, get migraines when I would clean my bathrooms because of all of the chemicals in that little area and it would just induce a migraine because it was so thick i yeah Mm -hmm. i've major problems with like chemical smells um so yeah so then when i found out about norwex i was like oh this is just basically cleaning with water and silver is in the mop head or in the washcloths and so you didn't have to smell so silver i don't know it's a cleaning agent that's in the actual material okay and that's supposedly what cleans it. Okay. Is what it. they tell me anyway. Yeah. Seems like it's clean. Yeah. So, I don't know. Wow. So then I started with that, um, with the cleaning part. And then, and then in 2017, I was sledding with my kids and I gave myself a little whiplash and then... Um, I must have done something to my throat where I kind of like pulled on something and had a peritonsular abscess. Oh my gosh. And so then I had to get, the doctor was going to drain it, but then ended up just doing medicine first. And so with that, it finally went away. But then the following year turned into, I had tonsillitis um, about six different times. And all I did was kept coughing, but um, I had, was changing my diet. So I was like, I'm going to start finally eating better. My kid, my baby is like eight years old and I need to get this baby weight off. Right. So instead of eating my Snickers bars, like I would, would for a snack, I was grabbing almonds. And then for lunch, I was grabbing spinach and lettuce. And then I continued to cough and cough and was getting these tonsil stones and my tonsils were all inflamed. And Finally, at 40, I got my tonsils taken out. So that was awesome. Oh, my gosh. 40 years old, getting your tonsils out. but It's hard for kids. I'm sure as an adult, it's probably not. It was an adventure, but um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, I don't know. There's new research out that if you chew gum. So in the athletic training background that I have, I was all like, yeah. Anytime you have surgery, you need to move, right? So if you are chewing gum, you're moving your mouth and you're moving your jaw um, and throat, and then you're creating saliva. So everything is staying moist. So then it doesn't dry out and you have all these, um, they would get, people would get like blood clots in there and then they would pull out. um, And then, yeah, people would have bleeding problems, but thankfully with the gum, as a part of my daily routine, yeah. I was fine. Like that was kind of my rehab. Wow. <laughs> was chew gum. So <laughs> Who it was thought? I know, right? Who would have thought? Chewing gum um, after tonsillectomy. So yeah. yeah, that was good. But then after the tonsillectomy, I just continued to cough and cough and cough because I was eating healthy, I thought, for me. Yeah. And then come to find out that... Um, After the tonsillectomy, after three different times of having a steroid shot in my throat, after three scopes down my throat, they found that everything seemed normal. Um, So I talked to a doctor 
that um, did a food allergy test and I found out I was eating everything I was allergic to. So I was allergic to dairy, I was allergic to beef and turkey and oh, cauliflower, um, pineapple, bananas, cherries, like a little bit of everything, spinach. Um, and so it was like, what am I gonna do to eat as opposed to sitting here eating all the foods that I was allergic to. And so I just transitioned over and all of a sudden I stopped coughing. My migraines became like drastically less because my liver was finally healing and wasn't as toxic. And so, yeah, with between doing all the different cleaning products and getting rid of that, um, getting rid of chemicals in the house, um, even as little as like I had Glade plugins and I realized that was creating my migraines as well. Um, so we are pretty chemical free at our house. Uh, we do some essential oils, but bare minimum. And then, um, yeah. And then finding out all these food allergies that I had. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was interesting for sure. That is probably, mm-hmm. uh, challenging. I would think challenging kind of like go through your house, mm-hmm. you know, of, all this stuff that is promoted. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. Like, so, I mean, between, I went around the house when I um, realized the Glade plugin was irritating me. So I went around my house, I found nine Glade plugins because there was one in the bathroom, one in the other bathroom, one in like bedrooms, in the living room, in my studio. I was like, nine. Then I started pulling the candles. Well, of course, you know, you have candles that are in your cupboards to pull out at certain times and you want different ones for different seasons. I was probably pulled out about 10 or 15 candles. I was like, okay, chuck those in the garbage. Like everything is going in the garbage. We're getting rid of it. Um, yeah, I like literally melted down, started crying when they told me everything I was allergic to. Cause I was like beef, beef is literally what is for dinner. Like we right. raise calf cow, my brother-in-law raises the steers and we eat that. Like, right. what are we, what am I going to do? So right. we transition instead of ground beef all the time. Um, uh, myself and my daughter found out she was allergic to beef as well. So we do like ground pork. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty similar. You know, you can still make all the same goodies. Um, dairy is still an issue with me because I used to drink a glass of milk and that was right. like a snack. It's yeah. great protein. It's good for your bones. Right. And so I just, I went without the dairy for a while. Um, pizza is my hardest. That's my only thing that I will be like, uh, yes, I am still going to eat some pizza. Um, but the vegan, so this is the other part because, um, I found out that I was allergic to coconut as well. So if you would go vegan dairy, um, that it's with coconut oil and so, or like milks, it's either coconut milk or almond milk. So I did find, um, I love oat milk. It's really good. And soy milk is okay. Um, so like we are having coffee right now. So usually I'm pretty good about, okay, plain coffee with sugar now, or I'll ask for like oat or soy milk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a big one, but then going with, so food wise, right? So coconut oil is in a lot of different things. Well, 
coconut oils and all your natural kind of lotions and body washes. And I tried when I was going chemical free, I went to um, a bunch of different products that were natural. And I sat there and I was like, natural deodorant, right? Coconut right. oil. Didn't think about it. And forever I was like, why do I stink? I have this stink to me and I don't know why. And so I had to go back to a chemically formulated because everything that I found is with coconut oil if it's yeah. natural. So now I don't stink. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> well, even so like perfumes, right? You know, everything yeah. that we walk into the store and uh, everything yeah. smells. Cannot go into certain stores. Oh my gosh. Um, and I even remember going into like Yonkers because of the halogen lights. And I don't know, they must have had more oh. than any of the other stores. So the halogen lights, like they bother my eyes. Um, and so then I'll start squinting and everything tightens up. And then if I go past the perfume aisle, like I have to hold my breath and I quick dash past, um, I can't go into like the candle stores or the lotion stores at all. Like I even hold my breath as I walk past them in the hallway. Um, if I walk into somebody's house, I know instantly if they use, um, like Scentsy is a big trigger for me, mm-hmm. which is so hard because it's so good. It smells good, right. but um, I'll know fairly instantly and I'll have to, usually I have to leave. Um, my sister-in-law likes using candles and she's really good about, she'll say, hey, I didn't use any today. And I was like, thank you, because every time I leave your house, I have a migraine. Um, so I just know like, what can I do? And so I try to be really, really good before I go certain places. Um, but some places are just, you can't go to anymore. So yeah. yeah. Wow. Did you, did you feel like a lull point or anything as you were getting these, this information shared with you? Cause it seemed like a lot of, you can't, you shouldn't yeah. avoid. Right. And thinking, yeah, my world is kind of collapsing on what's available for me. It is. It's really hard. Um, Like I said, I literally melted down when I found out that I had all these different allergies because it was just, it was just a matter of, yeah, like you said, you can't. And, you know, some of it, they said, well, you probably shouldn't, or I would stay away from, but I found out that if I did do it, I felt crappy. Um, I feel like the hardest part though is going out to eat because you sit there and you say, okay, what can I eat? There's usually something you can eat and you can ask them, Hey, can you not make it with this or that? Um, but the other part is to go to a friend's house because they're like, Oh shoot, Jen, what can you eat? And I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll either eat before I come or I eat something afterwards or I bring my own little something and, because it's just like, um, yeah, if you have a bunch of dips, well, there's probably something in those dips. So I always have to ask when somebody makes, you know, if it's cake or cookies or whatever, hey, what's, what are your ingredients in that? And what about, what's the ingredients on the top? And so, wow. yeah, so it, it's definitely a thought process. Um, and you, you kind of have to think prior. And then I ended up finding out that my husband and my two kids are gluten-free. Um, so they have allergies to gluten. So, But everything they can eat that is gluten-free is usually made with cauliflower. Or it's made with rice flour, which I'm allergic to cauliflower and I'm allergic to rice. And so, yeah, it's just like, well, I can't eat what you're eating. 
So if somebody makes something for them, I'm like, well, I can't eat that, but (laughs) I might eat a little something and then I'll just be done and then I'll eat when I get home. So how is mealtime for the Arnold family? Yeah, it's an adventure, but, um, you know... I remember my mom would always make a couple different meals and I always said, I'm not going to do that. You're going to eat what's on the table. (laughs) And now it's kind of like, okay, well, if we have gluten-free buns, every once in a while I might have regular buns there because we had some friends over, but usually I'll just eat with a fork. You know, Um, if Charlie is making hamburgers, I'll say, okay, I'll just make myself eggs or, Mm. you know, hey, is there ground pork in there? I'll make pork burgers then too. Um, we'll patty some of those up or yeah. I'll have chicken. So yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's an adventure. And sometimes we, we can make one meal and it's just fine. Um, like I are, like I said, my downfall is dairy and it's mm-hmm. really hard to stay away. So if I make uh, lasagna, I put, I make a bigger dish for them guys with, uh, the gluten-free stuff. And then I make a small dish for myself. Yeah. And then I just don't add as many cheeses and I just add more sauce in the meat. Um, but yeah. Modifications where you can. Yes. It's yeah. So I was just thinking in my head, we're just coming off Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, and most times people are like, yay, Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. you know, all of our favorites, all the food, all the food. And I'm wondering, what is your response to Thanksgiving? Is it one of those like, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat? Yeah. How's this going to work? Yes. Or maybe that's how it started, but maybe now you've been doing it for so long. It's probably second nature at this point. Well, some days it's second nature or some days I completely forget because we've been eating at home, right? For the last year and a half, basically. Yeah. uh, With COVID and everything. So adventuring out so I was so excited for mom's food I love mom's home-cooked food and so she's really good and she'll say hey Jenny you can eat this right and I'll be like yeah I can but the kids can't or I can't and the kids can um so um instead of doing like cheese and sausage and crackers we do deer meat um as sausage so that works instead of your hamburger or whatever it is the summer sausage at the store. So we do deer sausage. So I just gave her some of that. And I said, well, if you want to cut this up, I'll let you cut ours up. Right. Um, and then she made ham to go with the turkey. So that was nice. So uh, we all had the ham because turkey and dressing has the gluten in the dressing. Um, yeah, so she makes adjustments and everything was good. But I definitely... I had to stay away, and then I found out that I was eating this Chex Mix that had, I, didn't, I should have known, but for some reason I thought it was like a powdered sugar that kept it all together, Yeah. and no, it was white chocolate, and I was like, oh, that might be why I was starting to get a headache, And um, but yeah, so you just know if you eat it, you probably are going to feel like crap, yeah. and can you go home, maybe take some Benadryl, maybe take the migraine medicine um, to fight the allergy, and I do have like a protein enzyme that breaks down the proteins that I can't handle. Uh, Sometimes it helps, sometimes not. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, And then sometimes I just stay away from it all. But, you know, when when I make like fruits, when I cut up fruits, I don't put it all in a big dish anymore. Because my son is allergic to the grapes and the cantaloupe. I'm allergic to the pineapple. Neither of them can do apples, but I usually don't cut up apples in the fruit or whatever. Yeah. So so we have a dish of the um, 
strawberries. We have a dish of the raspberries and a dish of the watermelon. And so it still appeases everybody. Right. And you can mix it as you want and take what you want, but you're not digging through it. What can I have? Well, if there's pineapple in everything, well, the juices are going to go on the rest of the fruit. So it's it's about eating whole, right? Right. Um, and I always thought that was weird for people to say, I'm just eating whole, but now I get it. I was like, I feel like crap, and because I feel like crap, I have now started to eat better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know that I could not feel like this. I just thought this was normal. Yeah, I feel cruddy. I have headaches. You know, like I have. I would be very lethargic, and now it's like, oh, I'm finally starting to have some energy. Um, I'm awake. Like. You know, there's brain fog's gone. I, well, not <laughs> gone. I do feel like I have that mama fog all the time. As I sent you a message this morning, I am coming to you, right? Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely better yeah. than it has been for the last twenty years. So yeah, wow. And I just think, I think mm-hmm. about two things come to mind. One, holy cow, do we just do we was speaking holistically, like as a society, just take things for granted from uh, eating consumption. Yes. You know, it's kind of that, oh darn, like I don't want this vegetable or I don't want to eat that or I want this when really for a lot of people, it comes down to can their body handle handle it, it, absorb it. Right. And the second thing I think about is, you know, I'm hearing more people that are having food sensitivities. Yes. Food issues. So is this like... Is this just coming out of the woodwork recently or, or you know? You probably... I don't think. I think like it's been around. We just didn't know about it, right? So I think a big part is, you know, this whole wheat breakdown of we tried to genetically adjust the wheat so we can create more um, because we were having wheat shortages. And that has been the problem of why people are getting so affected with gluten these days. But I definitely feel like, I mean, my mom, she just said, yeah, I had migraines and I finally got rid of my migraines when I went through menopause. My grandma had migraines. So I was just like, oh, I have migraines. The doctor says I need to take this medicine. Okay. Until finally one day I started questioning and I remember it was um, after my son. So my second kiddo, uh, I had a bunch of friends that had IUDs and I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. No period. Like you feel good. You don't have all of the symptoms of um, your period. And so I got it, got one and it was about a month later and I was, my monthly migraine turned into a weekly migraine, which turned into a daily migraine. And so then I was just like walking around in a fog. I just, you know, I have this newborn baby. So I have two kids now, two and newborn. And I feel like crud. I'm getting migraines every day. Like how do I function? And so I called up my neurologist and I said, Hey, you know, could something have happened um, post-pregnancy? And she's like, possibly. And I said, what about this IUD that I had put in? She's like, possibly, but we'll just give you more medicine to take daily. And I was like, well, if I can take this IUD out, because that's something that's foreign in my body, that's releasing some kind of a chemical that I might be allergic to. Um, So then I went to my OB and she said, well, you're still getting your period. You're still having problems and it's creating migraines. And maybe it's not, but let's take it out and see if it is. And she took it out and then I didn't have my migraine. So I was like, wow. oh, interesting. So, you know, a lot of doctors are all about here's more medicine. But I feel like that's 
where we're at in America of just give me the pill, just make me feel better, you know, and the consumption of it's so easy. Like the other day I wanted Happy Joe's. I called Happy Joe's and they were closed. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I guess I'll make my own food, right? But it was just that easy, quick convenience. I'm in the middle of doing a bunch of stuff. I'll run and get the pizza and bring it to the guys and then head back home. But it was like, okay, now I have to stop for the next hour. I have to get the meat out. I have to grill it and then bring it up to the guys. So it's, it's the convenience factor that it's so easy to go to restaurants and get that quick food. Um, but also it's the doctors who give out the quick medicine here, just take this, take this, you'll feel better. Mm -hmm. Well, by the time you know it, you're taking how many different pills and what is that for? Instead of just adjusting the diet and finding out, do you have food allergies? Do you have environmental allergies? And that's the hard one environmental because you can't control if you go to a restaurant, if you go to a store, like what kind of chemical they're using for cleaning, Mm -hmm. but you can control what's in your house. And so that was a big one for me. I was like, okay, I can control not having, and I can ask my closest friends and family that I know will adjust for me. Hey, do you mind not burning the candle today or not putting in your, turning your sensi on or not putting the glight plug in in? So, yeah, but it, it it's, it's very intimidating to say and speak up because it's just like, okay, I'll just feel like crap when I go home. Just suck it up, right? I'll just suck it up, and I'll feel like crap, and it'll be fine. And then that, I probably did that for like five years or so. And then finally I was just like, why? Why do you get to feel good, and I don't? Mm -hmm. Can you just, for that day that I'm there, and I know... I've had some family that is just like, Jen, you got way too much stuff. And I said, I know, I do, and it sucks. But I have to live with this daily. You only have to live with it for like three hours when I'm at your house. So, yeah, um, yeah. but that's the tough thing. Um, Yeah, and as you were talking about like the convenience part, because Lord knows, especially on a Friday night, I don't want to make meal. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. where are we eating out at tonight? Right. And to think... We just want to maximize our time because we have like so many things in the fryer going all the time with activities. Yes. Juggling all the kids and their stuff. In the same sense, it's like, okay, there's convenience for that. But then if it doesn't make you feel good. Right. Yes. You know, and where's that balance or in a way I almost, I see a shift kind of starting maybe because I feel like you're seeing more of the markets. Yes. Fresh fruit, fresh oh veggies. You know, now I, I yeah. believe in Dyersville, they offer, is it year-round at Hilltop Green? So oh. you can get, like, your yeah. produce, some lettuce, some yep. veggies, and your greens and stuff. Yeah. But I, I do feel like there's a shift taking place. Um, yeah, and I'm excited about that. But I know yeah. for me, it's, it's going to be a learning block. So if you have anything to share on kind of techniques or tips, it's, that would be great. It's definitely been an adventure. Like I feel like the biggest adventure has been for the gluten for my husband and my two kids, but, um, the gluten-free sections at the stores now are amazing. Like even five years ago, it was very slim. And I said five years or it hasn't been five years. I'm sorry. 2000. 19. So two years ago for them, but I have some other family members, so they have been diagnosed for five, 10 years now. But um, so even just two years ago, Fairway would have 
a section and this is where all your gluten-free items are. And I said, gosh, I wish they would integrate. Like, okay, next to the Oreos are the gluten-free Oreos. Next right. to these snacks are the gluten-free snacks. Um, but now they have shifted to that. And I was like, shoot, I wish they would go back to just <laughs> here's your gluten-free section yeah. because this is where you can shop, guys. This is everything that you yeah. can. So every day I go to the grocery store and they always ask, hey, Jenny, how are you? Are you looking for anything particular? And I said, no, I'm just making sure I didn't miss a new item because I feel oh. like it's about once a month they come out with something new. Hey, did you know that we got this in? And I was like, oh no, that's awesome. Yeah. The kids will really enjoy that. Or yeah, yeah. So um, I found oat milk creamer. I was starting to drink oat milk um, in the mornings, and I'd have it in my cereal. And then I found out that they started having the oat milk creamer. I just kept bypassing the creamer aisle because I was like, it's either almond or coconut or milk and uh, I was like I can't have that so now they have oat milk creamer so I'm excited so it's like there is even the shift in the grocery stores of having more options because I feel like people are questioning it and wondering why are we all so sick why is this why is our society going to this and uh, well if there's more options uh, that are available you can make that shift even on your own like hey, maybe when I had that dairy or maybe when I had that meat or maybe when I had that bun, I didn't feel the greatest. Maybe if I shift to this other thing, oh, I feel better. Yeah. Like my sister the other day, she hasn't been diagnosed with anything, but she's like, you know, my stomach, it hurts all the time. Always seems like after carbs. And I said, maybe shift. Instead of having white bread, go wheat or multigrain. And if that doesn't you know, if that still affects you, go to the cauliflower, go to the almond flour, you know, and get, try something else. And so she was having pizza and she's like, oh, they offered a cauliflower pizza and I feel great afterwards. And I was like, see, there's something. So yeah. some people are just realizing it on their own that they're not feeling great. And I said, with all the allergies I ended up having, I realized I would have never been able to break it down. Because I was like, I wasn't gluten-free. I didn't need to be gluten-free, I should say. And then when I was trying to be gluten-free, well, like I said, so the cauliflower and the rice flour is usually the stuff that goes in gluten-free items I was allergic to. So I was like, I wouldn't feel better. I sometimes felt worse. So it made sense. Yeah. So it really sounded like you connected with your internal intuition. Yeah. Your personal power of like guiding you on, ooh, I'm not feeling very good. Right. Right. Yeah. And then when I started eating healthier, I was like, okay, instead of having all these big desserts at the end of my meal, I'll have two Hershey Kisses. Well, then chocolate, you know, was one of my allergies. And I was like, well, that didn't help. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. What do you think too? Because sometimes there's the notion of eating cleaner, Mm -hmm. healthier, costs more. It does. But it costs more up front. But in the long run, if I'm not going to the doctor, if I'm not taking a bunch of medicine, if, um, you know, if I'm not feeling like crud and I can't work because of my migraines, well, if I'm eating cleaner and more organic, more natural, less chemicals, then I could probably continue to work, right? And I have a good quality of life. And so it might look bad up front on the bill, but then it's like, well, my health costs have gone down drastically yeah. over the past two years. I was like, well, you know, when you go from, and then 
I have a dentist appointment today. So this has been the other side effect of my tonsillectomy. Um, and I shouldn't call it my tonsillectomy, but the coughing before my tonsillectomy, the coughing after my tonsillectomy, finding out about the whole food allergy problem. That's why I continued to cough and cough and cough because I was eating all the foods I was allergic to. Um, while I was coughing, I needed to sleep. Otherwise, I was coughing all night long. So I would suck on a cough drop at first. And then it was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have these chemicals. So I went to a honey drop. Well, what's honey? That's a natural sugar, right? So come to find out, about a year later, went to the dentist and they said, hey, what have you changed? I was like, nothing. Do you have any recent surgeries or health problems? I was like, oh yeah, I've had tonsillectomy. I was like, oh, I've been sucking honey drops for nine straight months, nine months. And they're like, well, you have 10 cavities. And I said, what? How do I have like fairly good teeth and never had a cavity my whole adult life to have 10 cavities? They're like, you sucked on honey all day and all night. And I was like, I did. Yeah, you're right. I needed to sleep. So I needed something in my mouth to calm the cough, but that turned into sugar buds on my teeth. So two years later, still dealing with watching the cavities i'm what like the heck? oh my gosh where's, right? the, where's the middle ground there where's the know? silver lining on this yes yeah. um but it was to me it was i don't want the chemical of the whatever cough drop so i'll go natural well when i went natural it was more sugar based i should have went for a sugar-free option mm. Um, or I should have just figured out the whole food allergy way before that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think about it too. Um, one thing I had been learning in, when I was going through the health coaching piece of like what they call the standard American diet, the acronym is like SAD and what we're eating and consuming. And to think about the foods that they are advertising on TV, you know, pop stars, Hollywood heroes, Selling your Cheetos, your Doritos, yep. your Pepsi, you know, all that stuff, yep. but we're not ever seeing them promote broccoli. Right. Or, you right. know, or your fruits. Or, right. Yes. Yeah. And it's been kind of an eye opener from that because yeah. it's the encouragement. This is what you should have because this is what those who are influencers are promoting. Which is funny because I'm sure they are not eating that. You know, the models, the the superstars, Tom Brady, we were just talking about him yesterday. He's 44, my age, 44, still playing quarterback at the NFL, you know, starting. And that's crazy to think, but I'm like, he's not putting that stuff in his body. Probably a green juice of some type, right? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure he is super healthy. And I had said through all of this, I was like... If I could just have somebody make me the good food, you know, like I could do so much better if this is, this is what you get, Jen. And I'm like, okay, that's what I get. I mm-hmm. said, but it's the difficulty of going from, this is what I know from growing up. This is what we've been eating because, you know, maybe it's easy, convenient. And now I have to switch over to here's the healthier foods, but how do I make that? Right. And how do I make it so it tastes good? Like we were talking about palate. Um, my kids, when they first found out they needed to be gluten-free, didn't like any of the breads. Well, now that it's been two years, they get gluten-free bread, gluten-free buns, gluten-free pizza at school. And they love it. And they came home and they said, Mom, can, I, can we get this gluten-free stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure, we can try it. 
Well, we tried it back right away two years ago. So their palates have changed to that. And it's the same with me. Like I just need to find the good way of introducing more cauliflower or I'm sorry, not cauliflower, but broccoli Mm -hmm. and more of the veggies that we just don't eat because, you know, we grew up on potatoes and corn right right Right. so it's 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 introducing all the good foods that I just don't make because I'm tired of listening to the kids and my husband I don't want that I don't want that I'm not gonna eat that and then it goes to waste and you're like I just spent so much money on this good food Mm -hmm. and then I'll sit there and I'm like oh yeah I didn't like that either like how do I make it so it's delicious? Well, if I had somebody who just made my food every day, you put that on your Christmas so list. Easier. Yeah, that's my Christmas <laughs> list. I need a good healthy cook. Mine too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So, how did what you experience influence who you are today? Do you think? Um. Hmm. I think I just like being more of an advocate and trying to help people out when uh, when clients come in or friends talk to me about, you know, themselves or their kid and they have a belly problem or my sister, um, she was having some issues with her belly and um, my nephew was getting really bad headaches. And I, I mean, my first go-to now is, have you looked at your diet? Because what you take in is something you can control. What is around you, the environment, is not necessarily something you can control. If you're sitting in school all day, well, you can't control if the halogen lights are bothering you. You know, um, you can control maybe the teacher who had that scentsy or candle burning um, or oil lamp or whatever. You can ask them like, hey, can you not do this anymore? Can we find something else out? But um, I will... Multiple times I've said, hey, have you tried a food allergy test? And there are so many that are available online Mm -hmm. for like maybe a hundred bucks. I mean, when I went to the doctor, it was, well, your doctor's visit. And then it was a $500 test. And then back to the doctor to read over your results. And I was like, oh, that cost a lot. But now I feel better, Mm -hmm. right? So we talk about, well, if I would have ate better options that I wasn't allergic to, and I ate them chemically free, maybe I wouldn't be having all these problems, but I didn't know, Yeah. right? So you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And then, so I would definitely say I'd probably more of an advocate, like, hey, this is what my experience was, and it may help you, and it may not. You might have something else majorly going on, or you might have something that, you know, you can take care with, with X, Y, and Z, but if this is something that I can keep helping people feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not a health coach. I'm not a nutritionist. And I will tell people like, this is just my experience. And it helped me. It, it really took a care of my migraines. Um, it's made me feel better. But uh, I'm sure there's tons more information out there that I have no idea. So yeah. and yeah. it's interesting too, as people go through things, um, the kind of the self knowledge that they find and kind of can mm-hmm. absorb and like you said, share with others, because what would you say to somebody who's going through a hardship in their health journey? What words of encouragement or guidance would you suggest? I don't know. Like, you know, we haven't all been there and I don't know what your path is, but if you can just keep thinking positive that you will find an option to feel better. Um, But I think 
being positive, that has been one thing in my Pilates training that I have found where if you think positive and you tell your body positive things, it will do better. It's like the... I always say it's like if you have a kid and you keep talking down on your kid or your dog, like you're a bad dog, you're a bad kid, you just, you do terrible things. Well, that kid or dog is going to do bad things. So if you continue to say that to yourself, it's interesting if you can come up with some nicer things instead of saying, I can't eat all these things. I had to close that door and say, I can eat all these other things. And all these other things are just fine. Like I always had, I would eat a banana because that was clean to me. Like I would hold on to the banana peel and I could eat it in between classes. Well, now it's like I have to make an effort of, okay, go wash your hands and then go eat something. It's fine, right? It just takes that extra second Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. wash your hands to find something else to eat. So if you can find the positive way, but that's what negativity breaks down everything it breaks down your mind it breaks down the body cells and um, you will continue to get sicker the more negative you feel and it's really hard like you had mentioned earlier you know what what was the work when you felt the worst you know I was like I was I was depressed I would say I was depressed at my worst of having my migraines I'm just like I can't get out of this hole but then You know, I turned the next day, I was like starting to feel better. And I was like, oh, I can get out of this. I can feel better. I can do better. I can adjust this. And, you know, there's times where you go back into kind of that little rabbit hole of where you don't feel good. And you do start getting into those negative feelings. And you just have to find some kind of light, some kind of way out. And be it, if you can't find it, find a person that can help you out of it, right? You know, and it could be just a friend could be a parent, could be, yes, you have to go and maybe talk to a counselor, maybe, you know, and mental health is so crazy because it's like, and I say mental health, we should call it brain health because we talk about health for our body and we need to exercise and we need to eat better. But if we're feeding ourselves with all this information from the TV ads and all the negative news and everything out there i said i used to watch good morning america until it was the boston marathon bombing and i literally i yelled at my kids because i was like quiet guys i can't hear what they're talking about this is so sad these people and i just thought what did i just do i yelled at my kids to be quiet as i'm sad about these other people like if i can introduce more positive things with my kids, then maybe that will grow to they're introducing more positivity, which is this, you know, outworldly experience of can we be more positive instead of so negative because that's what sells on TV Mm -hmm. and you get drawn into that. But if it was a positive story, you're like, oh, great, move on. You know, if it's negative, you sit there and you just zone in. So we are drilled to that negativity, but we need to find that path of getting out of it. Yeah. It's like we almost thrive. Not we, but uh, society thrives on, oh, you know, what more worse things can we see or want? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And what do you most appreciate about your experience? Knowing that it's been 25 years. I know. It's crazy to say 25 years I've been going through this and feeling like crap and then feeling really good. Um, 
I think I'm just most appreciative to find out that I can feel good and I can go a day without having the aches and pains and, um, and that's normal. And somebody, uh, they were talking to me about something one day and I was like, what do you mean? You don't get headaches. Like your body doesn't hurt every day. And, oh, it was my sister-in-law. She, during her COVID experience, she said, yeah, I went to the doctor because I had a headache. And I was like, what? I mean, I, I get those daily. What do you mean? And she goes, well, I don't. I said, wow. Like, so I can feel good. And I didn't know people felt good all day. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it was just, that was, that was definitely an eye opener and just appreciative that there are more options out there now. Um, like I said, when I went to the doctor and got this food allergy, I have found out now you can go online and you can do a $100 test online and all the different options that are in the grocery stores now. Um, and restaurants, I would say, might be getting a little bit better. Some are still, you know, in the old school of where we used to be meat, potatoes, um, but you can find different options now these days. So, yeah, yeah. I would definitely be... Very appreciative to my doctor that figured out that I had all these food allergies. But uh, yeah, just society is opening their eyes a little bit more and are putting more options out there. Yeah, and you're really starting to take the lead in what you can control. Yes. For yourself. For sure. And for your family. Yeah. Especially with them being as young as they are. Yes. What great habits yeah. they're being able to program into themselves correct to know like down the road they're already going to have that established where right my kids it's going to be like ripping the band-aid off it's yeah like what do you mean we can't have frosted yeah. flakes for breakfast right you know? it is it's ripping it was a rip of the band-aid right away and they had just said the other day after two years of being into it they're like mom it's so hard i said it is but if you could only imagine what it was like five years ago, there wasn't options, right? Now there are options. You can go to school and they'll give you that gluten-free diet because we have the prescription from the doctor that says that you need this. So that's awesome because I was like, I don't know if they would have offered that five years ago. Yeah. Like you would have just always had to bring your lunch and it would have had to be a cold some cold ham, right. no bread, right? So I said, you have options now. And I'm hoping for my daughter that she won't get the migraines with the cycle if she is able to, you know, if she's able to keep her liver at a good kosher lever, level mm -hmm. versus being toxic like mine was from eating all of this food I was allergic to. So, yeah. yeah. So that's my hope is that her health will be good. Um, and she doesn't have problems like I did. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. So do you have a song or a quote that lifts you up? Mm. So um, I actually have a tattoo that you says do. live life for today, but it's in German. And that has always been my thing. Uh, there are definitely some days that, you know, I kind of forget about it. But if you truly live life for today and not for tomorrow, not because of what happened yesterday, you can change your brain, right? You can change to be positive. If you lived for yesterday and all the stuff that happened um, years prior, it's, you can't, you will continue down a rabbit hole. And if you live for tomorrow, like what could be tomorrow? Anything could be tomorrow. You get to choose, but are you living today to be able to do that? So 
Yeah. So that, that has definitely been always my one live life for today because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. I mean, I, uh, I was going to, well, my husband's, um, father passed away six months prior to our anniversary. And, um, and then his brother just passed away here two year or, well, it was just his third year anniversary. And it's just like, they both were on the farm, um, heart and lung and I had my great uncle who I was super close with. I was going out to visit him and we were flying out on a Saturday and Friday I was getting everything ready to fly out and I found out he passed away. And it's just like, you know, I was going to visit you tomorrow. Tomorrow I was going to visit you. So it's just, you sit here and it's like, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed this afternoon. Um, definitely live for today. And it's... Uh, yeah, it'll change. It'll change your mindset. And there's, like I said, there'll be days where you just kind of keep swimming basically to get through the day and you pick the kids up and you do this and you get through work. And, but then there's other days where it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to do this today because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So yeah. That is beautiful. Oh Uh, my gosh. (laughs) Ah, That's that hits home. That hits really deep. Yeah. I, find that so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that perspective. Uh, what do you and your family like to do for fun? Oh gosh. Kids love playing cards. So we'll play cards a lot, um, games and stuff. Um, I like to go hiking. So whatever we can do outside, I love to hike. My husband loves like riding our side by side. So if we can combine that and find some waterfalls or something so the kids can play in the mud and the water, it's like a perfect day. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're doing a lot of work all the time <laughs> between our normal jobs and then the farm and, um, yeah. And I shouldn't call it, it's a hobby farm. So yeah, yeah, but we still have some animals. Um, but yeah, I would say the perfect day would be doing some hiking and riding around out in nature. And, uh, yeah, my daughter loves, um, she loves like the sensory. So she can take off her shoes and walk around in the grass and, you know, it's just becoming grounded to nature because I feel like we are probably inside way too much. And yeah, we just, if you can get grounded in nature and enjoy that and realize that there's more to life and yeah, that there's, God has a little bit everywhere of, I mean, these awesome sunrises that have been happening recently. I was like, "Ah, wow, I miss this. Thank God for Facebook and all these beautiful pictures people take. So yeah. And even transitioning into the the season of of winter and knowing yes. it's cold. Yeah. You know, there's such beauty. Was it last last year? What do they call that? The hoarfrost where it was yes. that crystal-like yeah. imagery. Yep. It was I mean, foggy, but it's it cold. was crystal yeah. Yes. It's cold, but, yeah. you know, it's I'm almost lucky. December. So, yeah. It's, it's Iowa. Um, it is. <laughs> and it is hard sometimes. I mean, I understand people who go through the seasonal depression Um And I was just thinking about it the other day, like, oh my gosh, all the leaves were so beautiful and they're starting to fall. And then what's next? It's the bareness. But because we have that, we get more excited about spring, right? And then there's a ton of people who love the winter. I was like, yeah, I want to try snowmobiling again with my husband. I've done it once. It was fun. It makes me nervous. And then this year, um, my kids are going to try to go skiing where you got lessons and I'm going to try to get back out and snowboard. And I'm like, 
but it's realizing, you know, where's the positive in the cold? Mm -hmm. There, there's a positive. So people need to go into hibernation and have that good brain health. And, uh, the world needs to hibernate for a little bit to come back out and spring again and be renewed, recharged. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Yes. Yeah. And my last question, do you have a bucket list? Oh gosh, sure. There's always a bucket list, right? (laughs) What's on your bucket list? Yeah. I you know, I have this Pilates studio and I, I love being in my home right now because my kids are still small and need me to drive them around. And I said, one day, one day I will go bigger and I will be outside of the home again. So we'll see. We'll see what that takes place as. Um, but travel, like I, I love Hawaii. I've been there twice, once with, um, while I was in college, once while I was in my master's program. One was for athletic training, one was just for fun. Um, but I want to take my husband over there. Yeah. And I want to hike more. Uh, we were at the Smokies one year, and I'd love to go back there. I want to go back to the Rocky Mountains. Um, yeah. yeah, I just feel like there's so many places that I want to go back to and enjoy different aspects of it. Uh, now that my kids are getting a little bit bigger, that they can hike with us. And yeah. Yeah, so I don't United know. family yes. togetherness. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So your Pilates, can you tell people if they're interested to learn more about Pilates or contact you? How do they reach you? Are you on sure. Facebook and Instagram? What's sure, you? sure. Facebook, um, Instagram is um, the Intelligent Movement Pilates Studio. And then I also now have a website this year. I finally kind of got professional. Um, so it, it's not www. It's just intelligentmovementpilates.com. Um, and yeah, they can definitely reach out. The first session is free. So we do a little intro on, uh, what Pilates is, introduce you to the equipment, figure out what your needs are. And the nice thing is it is in my home. Um, we have a sidewalk that walks around down to it. So uh, you actually don't go through my house. So it is separated from the house, but, um, it's just a boutique little, studio which is really nice if you're fearful of going to the big gyms and having everybody stare at you um and we do i do more of like a, my training is re-education neuromuscular re- re-education and uh, rehab so um, i'm not a physical therapist but my training is more therapeutic and so we kind of dive into the fine details of, okay, why is this hurting while I do this at the gym Mm -hmm. or work out at home? I kind of teach you how to do it just a little differently or use different muscles. Um, If you have any kind of back pain, knee pain, plantar fasciitis, neck pain, um, it's just about kind of balancing all the muscles and having somebody walk through it with you, making sure you're doing it right, as opposed to just trying to lift and not exactly knowing what you're doing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you. I took so much away from our conversation today. And to just know that you are living, you know, the the life that's normal for you. Right. And really thriving in it and finding what suits you and knowing that you're bringing your family into it because of their own health journey and just the live life for today message. Oh my gosh. I'm that needs to be on repeat. That was just yes, so good. It is. It's a good one. Um, yeah. It's hard some days to think about it that way. Um, but other days it's just like, you know what? Let's do it. Yep. We're going to do this. And uh, because this 
yeah, you just never know. Yeah. So well, thank yeah. you for sharing your journey with me. Yeah. And I hope it helps others just sit there to think about their journey and mm-hmm. they're able to feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jenny. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to the Hardship Journey episode. It would mean so much to me if you would share this episode with a friend or family member or even post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. And I hope you feel inspired and motivated from listening to this episode. And no matter what comes your way on life's journey, you can make your own hardship journey.